Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Two weeks in a row, two goddamn weeks in a row, I get a brand new computer because the other one wouldn't work and the board wouldn't work and everything is all fucked up and people can't hear me. And then, oh, the cameras don't work either. But I test, I get a brand new computer. I test the cameras this week. Everything seems to be working. We click on Zoom. Nothing works. It's like, uh, anyway, uh, welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the Making Laps podcast where nothing goes right and everything's terrible. Uh, my, I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my brother, Jesse Gleason. <laughs> Mr. Scream. And on the line again is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes, who can actually hear his drop this week. Isn't that fun? Life is horrible. Did you hear that? Or, <laughs> or, or can we, or hang on. Do we have to play it again? Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you you got that all tanked? You got it this time? Okay. Okay, you got good. it. You want to play it again? Okay. <laughs> no, we're good with that. Third time's a job, baby. Uh, I apologize to anybody who actually just started listening to us. We're the worst podcast in history. I, I can't I can't explain it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't have anything else I can say. We try. You suck. We try and we fail. Every time. Literally every, every. time. It's almost a uh, representation of a racing career. We try, we fail completely every single time. Anyway, those are out of order. <laughs> those are out of the way. So good. Um, so anyway, we usually started off with our own personal updates. I don't really have any, except I am now completely out of money, and uh, for reasons I won't go into. So <laughs> was one a um, new computer. Uh, yeah, one was a new computer. The other one was uh, something personal I won't go into, so we'll just leave that out of the way. Do I know about it? Not yet, but you will. Outside the show. <laughs> I think Phil knows about it. Uh, uh, so your anyway. prostate's swollen, isn't it? You don't have insurance. Oh, I have plenty of insurance. I'm oh. a government employee. I got uh, everything. Okay. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had COVID, because then I would have at least had two weeks off of work. Just one of my illegitimate children games. contacted you, and you thought you were the daddy. Uh, no, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I haven't, I was just talking Maybe. to somebody the other day. I was like, I haven't checked my ancestry account in a long time. And they have that messaging system that you could message people, which is how my wife found her uncle and aunt and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, I haven't checked lately. So maybe somebody has contacted. I'm waiting for the day that somebody contacts me and says, uh, hey, uh, I might be your niece, nephew, etc. Can you get in contact with my supposed father? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day. I'm just, that's all ancestry is all good for, this DNA stuff is that you find all these family members that you never knew about. Like, a cousin we didn't know about. And the uncle my wife doesn't know or didn't know about. And I'm just, like I said, it's it's great for drama. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Phil, have you found anybody on Ancestry? Never even tried. Uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> he hasn't found anybody yet. And look at how clean his house is for it. Uh, uh, I'm scaring you. 
Again, we typically go into personal updates, and again, I'm not saying why, but I am out of money completely. So I, luckily, I think the car's finished, and uh, my fortunes may turn. Um, you, you know, you can't just like very soon. So we'll see what happens. You can't just tease some. <laughs> you just can't tease your audience and be like, for reasons I don't want to go into, I'm totally destitute. You can't just give a tease like that and then I have deliver. a family and I don't want to spend any more money. That's it. That's all. I just wanted to make it sound like it was something. That's your tease. On. Yeah, that was it. I, I'm sorry. If I, you were a hooker, I'd want my money back. And I, I would probably get it. give it back, too. I would give it back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Have your money back. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry for what? I think, you know. Our daddy taught us not to be ashamed of our dicks. <laughs> okay. So Jesse actually has interesting uh, developments happening. Other than his car went on jack stands, and I saw things underneath it that I think we lost at least two years ago, and I don't even remember them being under there, uh, aside from dust bunnies and leaves. Well, um, it's always, yeah, it's always a treasure. Once you clean up something, you know, in my yard or my garage, it's like it's like you found in a brand-new Christmas present as far as tools go and whatnot. Tools that usually probably you lose. Uh, putting together Brent, uh, Eric Subaru together or whatever. Don't even it is. start on that fucking so, thing. Yeah, that goddamn kid. <laughs> so here's my life. This is okay. We already teased it. This is my life. I'm too nice to my family. <laughs> You're too nice to your family. You offered my garage and all my tools that are all over your, the fucking place. I did not offer your garage. They're all over my place. I don't want this shit in my yard. Did I also give you a goddamn engine, transmission, and rear end? That has nothing to do with <laughs> Eric. So you just did all that just to say, oh, well, I was nice to you once, so yeah, we can put Eric No, shit no, well, his car was also across the street from your yard, and I did not want to dig my trailer out, which is kind of winterized right now, to drag his carcass back to my house to fix it. So, anyway. The yeah. problem is, is Eric, and we need to, you know. We need to beat him. <laughs> Senselessly. Just put him in the lake and be done with it. <laughs> This has started off awesome. So anyway, Jesse's car is on jack stands, and uh, it's got the we wheels got all off the, it. Yeah, we got the wheels, and, off, and we got a whole shitload of parts ready for it. It's all ready to go, and we got rear end ready, train ready. I built it. Yeah, we fit. Well, I it's ready. You know, I take the one it. out of the car. You know, and the, and the engines are in, in the garage. The rear end is the rear end's brand new. I built that yeah. brand new and never touched it because we had COVID last year and couldn't run it. Uh, his transmission, I went through it and fixed whatever was wrong with it. So that's ready to go. And we got the motor that I built last year and never got to run because of COVID that we just, you know what, we want to take an extra precaution and change the oil pan and pick up on it just because we don't want to run the, basically it's a modified street strip pan with like no baffles in it. That's not good enough. We need baffles in it. So we're just going to take the pan off of one of our other motors and swap it on there that we're not currently using. So hopefully that'll help. And hopefully we can get to run the New Hampshire race. That'd be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, Big I can't time. Wait. That'd I think be great. That's probably the weekend after the icebreaker. And Phil took a sawzall to his car. So how's that going? <laughs> it's not in the background, yeah. so I I don't know. It's not. In, no, so. it's, it's the garage is, is a disaster right now. So it's probably not chilly in Florida. It's probably sixty out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Way too cold, right? Yeah. It's like the ice age. Oh. 
that was a fragment. So, yeah, we got only part of that one. So, so. Did, you ha- did you have a stroke? What did you say? <laughs> Fifty-nine degrees right now. So Brent was right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we. Uh, it was thirty-three today. I threw the cough yourself. <laughs> I threw the car up on some back stands, and we had some damage underneath the car from uh, when we lost the drive shaft uh, in the opening practice of the season. So. Um, I wanted to cut the damaged parts of the X out of the car and fix the drive shaft poop. Uh, in case it happens again, doesn't create a bigger problem. So luckily when I cut the X, there was no spring. I had already leveled the car on the jack stands, so I made sure everything was good with that. Um, so working on that, and then I got froggy and spent 3500 bucks today that I really didn't have to spend. So now I got all the brakes and hook. That's a lot. That's basically a crate motor right there. I I promise you that's a lot more than I ever thought I would spend on hubs, rotors, and calipers. But yeah, got to keep up with these guys down here. Got some high dollar lightweight stuff. And you want to run with them, you got to a lot of times have the same stuff they do. So Mm, we're we're trying to call there to win. Yeah. So let's see. We're getting pretty close to go time on trying to get our cars ready because uh, we're reached. We're getting real close to the one month mark, the magical one month mark to when we start racing. And uh, that's usually when things start going downhill. It's like, okay, I thought I was ahead of the curve and now I'm rushing to get done. So, yeah, I mean, Florida is a different thing and they have much different. Yeah, that's me right now. Uh, they have a much different schedule, so... A... Go ahead. Is there an open practice schedule? Um, I don't remember. I know there's an open practice the day before the icebreaker on Friday, but I'm like, other stuff, I have no idea, so I've got no clue. Uh, they haven't released license info yet or uh, ticket price information yet for the back gate. They did it for the fans. Uh, they also said that uh, Connecticut has uh, begun a new reopening phase to allow uh, 50% at sporting events, and I believe it's capped at 10,000 people. So uh, Thompson, I don't think, will hit that 10,000 with 50%, obviously, but 50 is a lot better than 25. And for outdoor events, I think it's pretty easy to stay apart and wear masks. Why don't they just raise their capacity then? They should just raise their capacity on paper. And just say, oh, yeah, <laughs> we can get 20,000 people on this property, no problem. Yeah, easy. Yeah, Easily. No and then if you get 10 through the gate, hey, you know, just fill it in after the event. Yeah, right. <laughs> that won't go poorly at all. So, yeah. Yeah, think outside the box and all kinds of other abused uh, metaphors and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is, like, I'm not even, I'll posit this to you guys. I, I, I'm. Like, what's, what are you looking forward to the most this year for racing? Personally, I'm not even looking forward to what I'm doing. Like, I'm running the Thompson schedule, and I'm like, I'm looking forward to the New Hampshire race more, like the New Hampshire street stock race more. So I think that, like I said, I want to see Jesse go out and hit the one mile. Like, I'd love to see that. So, like, I think that the big one-mile track race will be a lot more interesting because i'm just so used to go i mean i'm definitely interested in going to thompson and running the new stuff for the car but 
I just want to go have fun. And this I think is that you. would be the most fun. This is you. I have crippling depression. <laughs> That's you. After today? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. So, um, anyway, what are you guys looking forward to the most after, uh, for whatever you've seen on schedules this year? I mean, there's a lot coming out now, so it's a lot better than last year. That's for sure. Go ahead, Phil. If you want to go ahead. I'm looking, I'm, I'm planning at the end of the year and I really haven't said a whole lot to anybody about this, but they have a 10,000 to win 200 lap sportsman race at Citrus County Speedway down here. Uh, and I'm planning to run that. Don't know how I'll do. Uh, don't have any experience on short tracks, but we're going to try and go have some fun with it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know anything. Well, it's been, it's been two years since I've gotten into a car. I don't know anything about Florida schedules, so. but it's like, I know a lot of big stuff comes way at the end of the year, like the snowball and stuff. And Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't been in a car since... 2018? 2018 or 19? Did I even race in 2019? No. Yeah, I did. Maybe. I don't even remember. It wasn't that good then. So maybe <laughs> I had like two or three races in 2019, but if that. so. Yeah, New Hampshire for you, definitely. Hell yeah, that's a big bucket list race right there to get off there. Even if we go out there and just like des- destroy like transmission or whatever and just like can't race, at least we'll be there. We can drink beers. Uh, even that I'm still looking forward to. I Great, just, now I'm bringing an extra transmission now. Yeah, we were going to bring extra ring and pinion gears and then, like, axles, and now we're going to load up a transmission too, I think. And then I'm going to bring a clutch disc too, just in case. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, you're breaking up a little, Phil. What was that? said better find a motor then. <laughs> we're not bringing all that. We're doing. We're gonna. We're gonna go days of thunder and uh, steal one. Yeah, we'll just wait till overnight and break into someone's trailer. We uh, stole it. We stole it. Yeah. So I got a few little things locally I want to touch on. Uh, I do want to send my personal condolences out to the Van Pelt family. Uh, we mentioned them last week, and I'll get to why we mentioned them last week for the second part. Um, but they lost their mother. Uh, Jeff and Randy are two good dudes. If you see them around the sportsman pits up at Thompson, awesome family. Uh, and they lost their mom this weekend. I wanted to send my personal condolences out to them. I sent them both a message and sent my wishes to them personally. Uh, but I do want to put it out there in whoever's listening land and uh, have that out there in the ether. So, yeah, um, condolences to the Van Pelt family. Uh, I mentioned him because last week uh, I think I'd mentioned a statistic in error that he was the last uh, open motor uh, winner in the sportsman division. And I got a message that said that that actually was not true. Uh, I believe Ryan Waterman won two races in 2018 as the last open motor winner and then was asked, and I put that in air quotes, to run his crate motor. Um, I also just wanted to throw what this. Is, what does that mean, asked? Um, I think the... Well, I, I quote, uh, it's like, hey, can you please can you not run can you that? please never run the open motor again because we want you to run the crate? Yeah, right. That's, uh, that's, basically that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. It's like, oh, please, we don't want to tech anything. Uh, so uh, please run your crate motor. I'll just say that the because uh, we're too lazy to do our job. And that's just such bull crap. I'll just say the source that sent me that is a very 
strong source. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if Ryan Motor is, is is clean, then he should be able to race whatever motor is in the rules. It's not fair. Yeah, I don't him. have a problem with that. You know, what I don't the have hell? any issue with that. I don't get it. But, Me neither. That's stupid. Um, whatever. I also wanted to put this out there. This is me personally saying it. This is not anybody else. Uh, that some loudmouth wanted to say that Jesse's last win was in a Waterman car. However, uh, that was back in 2016, and Jesse won the 2017 icebreaker in his own car. Uh, so if you're going to try to dunk on someone with statistics, uh, you might want to at least hit the rim uh, because it doesn't make us look bad when you miss. So, I mean, just, again, racing is supposed to be fun. Drop the drama. I'm just trying to get shit right. I mean, give me a break, you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Yes, great motor season is here. <laughs> oh, man, that you've left the anthem too quiet. You had to turn that thing up. Well, we have a show to get through, so... <laughs> I know. No, not there. There. Yeah, the oh, board. The board? The board's too quiet. Phil can't hear it as well. Oh. No, not that one. Number five, I think. Or five is the board? Is God, that... we're terrible at this, aren't we? You should put sticky notes. I'm going to put notes down Label. because I used to be the one that ran the board, and now just he does. There we go. Okay. Caution headphone users. There, I said it so that nobody would uh, blow their eardrums out. Okay, so I want to bring up the elephant in the room. Uh, Today, I believe it's today, right? Or was it yesterday? It's a holiday, right? Uh, National Women's Day or something like that. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. Uh, International Women's Day, right? Something like that. It is today, right? I can't check my phone because my phone is using it for the camera. Anyway. <laughs> yes, that is true. I, it, I'm just going to go off whatever the board is telling me okay. and say, yes, it's true. Now, okay, here's what happened. And I don't want, I'm not even going to preface this. I'm just going to put it out there and give you my opinion because I don't care. Natalie Decker made remarks on Twitter. I said, hey, Fox, uh, NASCAR on Fox, my team and I worked our butts off last year to make history as the highest finishing female in the truck series last night, which was a couple nights ago now, uh, and tonight, which was also a couple nights ago, let's be fair. I can only, uh, I'm just trying to hold my head in. During the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know what you were doing. During the race. While I listen to this, go ahead. I think it was me. during the truck race, the yeah. air segment. That's, that it says, you acknowledged most of the female drivers for Women History Month, but me. Thanks for your support. And it put an uh, indifferent face. Now, okay. Her best finish last year that she was referencing was fifth at Daytona. I'm pausing for a moment just for everybody This is called to... a, a pregnant pause. Okay. This is a pregnant pause. Okay. Being Women's Month pregnant. Get okay. it? Okay. Here's a few other notable finishes at Daytona. <laughs> And it's the reason why you can't use Daytona as a yardstick for talent or anything else. Okay, let's just put this here as as a disclaimer. We are not making these judgments because she's a woman. We are offering them for perspective. Okay, don't it's not that anything. we. Okay, listen. No one listens to the show to get offended. I don't really care about their opinion. They just stop listening. They don't send me messages. They don't care. Um, we're offering them for perspective. It's not that we shouldn't celebrate women's achievements in the sport, obviously, uh, but when they want equality, they're going to get it unapologetically. Okay. In 2012, John King won at Daytona. He won the truck race. What did he do after that? 
Nothing. Do you smoke weed? Nothing ever again. Corey Roper this year finished third. Okay. He was leading coming off of four. And he finished third. What's he done this year except spin out? Nothing. Jordan Anderson finished second the last two years in a row with equipment far inferior to Decker's equipment. Okay? Again, we're only referencing Daytona because that's where she got the finish. Spencer Boyd finished fourth in 2019 at the February race. Who the hell is that? And he won Talladega, right? Yeah, that's what you said. And Scott Legacy Jr. finished fifth in 2018. Now, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> no, but Jordan Anderson is making his own way with absolute nothing equipment, garbage equipment. Okay. So she is saying, I finished fifth. You should acknowledge it. Okay, you finished fifth. Good top five. Nice run. This is equality. You had a nice run. Now, for reference... Here are her 2020 finishes for the remainder of the year. Again, if you don't want negative attention, don't bring attention to yourself. Okay? Just say, wow, they forgot me. I made I have the best finish. Send an email to Fox. Don't put it in the ether, because assholes like me are going to look up your finishes. Here we go. In 14 starts, she finished fifth at Daytona. That's the reference to finish. 21st, 27th, 29th. 35th, 21st, 35th, 20th, 28th, 34th, 29th, 36th, 30th, 27th, and two DNQs. So that's only 14 starts in 16 races, four DNFs, uh, one for an engine, one for a crash, one was a did not start, and one for vibration. Her average finish in those 14 starts was... 27th. Good job finishing fifth. You should have gotten you should have gotten at least a little bit of a, a sticky note. I agree. Well, here's said the- that you sh- that you have the best finish by a female in NASCAR. I agree wholeheartedly. But please don't bring attention to yourself cuz again, assholes like me will bring this up. side notes but i'd like to open it up to the panel all right here we go here's here we go here's the perspective and um lynn st james had mentioned it best um in my opinion and she's a very respected and accomplished race car driver she's she one sure is she won sebring she's won daytona uh a few times i believe yeah and sports cars yes she was actually somebody right and she hit it a lot fucking harder than this girl did let me tell you yes uh, so what she said was that uh, whenever a man is not running good or has some kind of character flaw, they're only judged by that sort of character flaw. I'm using this as in, in, in as paraphrasing mm. is what I'm doing. But uh, but when a woman has a flaw or a character flaw or some kind of mistake in, behind the wheel, she's judged. The whole entire gender is judged by the actions of one person. And women drivers, no survivors. That was the female uh, producer, by the way. That wasn't us. Yes, that was very profound. Anyway, no, 
Good job. Thank you for your input. Thank you for your That's input. Fantastic. <laughs> but we need two when, doors on this studio. <laughs> when you, you see, when they, there, it's going to be a two-way street. So in order to stop that from happening, a big proponent of it is going to be stop acting like you're God's greatest gift to uh, womanhood just because you're behind the wheel of a race car and you happen to be a female. You can't, if, you're gonna, if, you're go, if you want all women to not be represented by the actions of one person and, and act like a race car driver, then why don't you seek attention that only wants you to get a, uh, attention as a race car driver instead of being a woman? Do you understand like what I'm going for? If you want to be, a, if you want to stop being a token, then don't act like a token. If you want to be somebody, make yourself somebody. Exactly, and I mean another thing that doesn't help also is yes, there's a lot of other sexist people out there, and there's definitely a ton of that. Mm-hmm. And there's also going to be a lot of the opposite way, which is the opposite sexism, are the simp's. Now, what how they are, uh, you know, the simp's like um, not the Simpsons. Yeah, the, <laughs> yes, the suckers that uh, idolize mediocre uh, Poonani. So the people I believe who that's defend even the most bleep, terrible at all costs. Yeah, that's that's not bleep worthy. I hope did I get bleep there? I may have gotten bleep there. <laughs> not on I, my show. I may have. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happens in the edit, but but what I'm saying is is that that is the opposite form of sexism is because it is sexism by uh, low standards. It's a it's a sexism by low standards. Like, oh my gosh, it's like Michael Waltrip going to Danica Patrick all the time. Oh my gosh, here comes Danica. She's running twenty first. We haven't talked about this lady all day long. Let's go, let's go, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, but your impression killed me. I don't think I could go on. <laughs> it's an incredible likeness, isn't it? I mean, it was really good. Like, I got it. It was there. I you mean, were spot on. God. Oh, that was props. I mean, that I, was really I can't good. think of a. I mean, nothing to be homo or homophobic or anything, but Michael Waltrip is. I have no equivalent of comparison to how much of a, the gayest. He's the gayest man in the South. I mean, <laughs> I mean, was, hello, it was, sweetheart. It was. God. It was a good. Uh, it wasn't to make fun of him. It was actually just an exaggerated um, mimic. Was it was. But it really, yeah. I actually thought it was under-exaggerating by the way he, he would... You ever see his pit walk? He Jesus was Christ, the guy is a... Like he's on too, too many energy drinks or something. God almighty. He's got too many uh, Benoit balls stuck up his rear end. I didn't go that far. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clack-clack-clack-clack. I didn't go that far. I mean, he needs to have something for... Uh, Who's an opinion on this segment or are the people speaking in their own? He needs <laughs> he needs something to have Lemmy Winks play with while he's up there, apparently. Oh, God. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. If listeners, they'd be gone now. Okay. Glad we don't have sponsors. <laughs> we have no one to disappoint. No, that is a That would be a different show. But him and Jeff Hammond. Him and Jeff Hammond. There's a rumor. Look that shit up. Can we move on, please? <laughs> We're not moving. Or, or is it this? Cock docking. <laughs> this is like, which is like on. this. <laughs> maybe, maybe that far. Maybe that far. But, you know, this is not just my imagination. These are, these are rumors. This is the rumor mill. Turn this out is on the assembly line. I think it's warm in here. 
No, it's just me, sweetie. Fair Face. Enough. Yeah. This is me editing tonight. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we were talking. Anyway, about, we were talking. Phil, why don't you take? We, we haven't had. Phil, can you take the controls seen. of this? Yeah, yeah. Train, Phil, you please. haven't had anything to say oh, about this yet. Oh, You've had plenty of time to think of something. So the floor is yours. No, uh, you don't want. Yes, I, I I want the floor. Not we're not talking about Michael Walter. We're talking about Annihilate Decker's comments. Yeah, we're talking about that. We're yeah, remember that. Erase the erase. Let the, let the jury not get the um yeah. whatever. Yeah, try to get this out of your mind. God right now. damn it! Get that off my screen. <laughs> you're the it's you're the fruit fly. Time. You should know what that is. Please go. With the Natalie Decker okay, thing. So, like... Let Phil finish, please. He needs to get this train back on the track. Please, Phil. With the Natalie, I I look at race car drivers pretty much all the same. You put your helmet on and your suit on, you look the same. So I judge you by stats and what you've done. And honestly, she hasn't done anything to show me that she's actually any good. So no, not at all. I mean, there's there's again, we've said this plenty of times on the show. There's plenty of women drivers that have plenty of talent. This is the second time my wife dropped something in here. <laughs> to make it somewhere in racing. There's lots of them. There's plenty. There's there's women winning on the NASCAR Euro Series. I mean, there's women winning in the short track series around the country. Everywhere. Plenty of them. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And let's be fair. I want to be fair, especially with the times that we're in now. The competition level in the truck series is nowhere near what it used to be back in the day. You can say that about really all three top tiers of NASCAR, actually. Especially yeah. since money took over. The paid rides. I mean, there's always been paid rides. But there's always been, but gone now, over that this many now times. that they're basically all paid rides, now the level of competition has been going steadily down. Today is International Women's Day. Don't shit on us too much, XOXO. Where were you 15 minutes yeah, ago? Where We've were already you started that, note that. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> no, I did cook steak. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you're mentioning like awesome women in racing, right? We're trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to until you derailed this podcast for the fifth time. Every, I could always just flash everybody. I'll derail everything. <laughs> We'll get kicked off of YouTube. Now I'm... I'm gay. I'm gay. (laughs) Now. That's it. It would explain a lot. That's it. So, okay. That's it. I'm going to... Yes, put the hands on the steering wheel and steer the ship straight, please. Okay, so anyway, we were talking about female drivers. Save the snuffleupagus. And we've done this again. Save the snuffleupagus. If we've... We have already... (laughs) gone down this train plenty of times about women drivers and how there's plenty in the pipeline that are worth a shit and we've got plenty here that are not doing anything fifth at daytona is not a yardstick but wallace finished second at daytona you know he fin- in that petty ride and that thing was top 15 trevor top bain won the daytona 500 won it yeah he and won that it was the only Again. thing he ever did and he was in and out so damn quick John King, like I said, 2012, yeah. Truck Series winner at Daytona. Never did a damn thing again. Probably a really nice guy. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Daytona is a great equalizer, all right? I it mean, is. It really is. Anybody can have a chance. So a fifth, 
I congratulate you on not crashing this time. Good job on not crashing this time. But, again, I can see that she's improving. She only had four DNFs and 14 starts. uh, And only one was to a crash, apparently. Uh... Other than that, I mean, these finishes are lackluster at best, and I guarantee, I guarantee I could do better. I put that out there. Why don't you get a truck and go race? Hey, N29 or whoever the hell bankrolls you, call me. I'll put your name in, you know, at least not on the back of a wrecker every week. Again, don't bring yourself to negative comments and don't say anything. Make them say something about you that's positive instead of trying to, to guilt people into saying positive things about you. I think it's the best in the truck series. Good fucking for you. Danica Patrick led the Indy 500. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> it's true. She did lead it for a while that one year. She almost won the fucking thing, if not for yeah. pit strategy. Again, what have you done? Again. Even the record drivers so sick of where they spun her out. That's, I wasn't going to go there, but Phil went there. If you get spun out by the damn wrecker, give me a frickin' break. Come on. I've been pushed in the pits plenty of times because my piece of shit broke down. I never got spun out. Uh, Anyway. On a side note, we got drivers like Brett Moffitt and Sheldon Creed who are proven winners, contenders, and champions who are having a hard time securing sponsorship support in the last few years. Yeah, I was years. just going to say, Sheldon, yeah, Brett Moffat struggled with sponsorship, and Sheldon Crean is running the blank truck. Yeah. Which then, is, should be criminal. And, again, they're having trouble with securing sponsorships. They win, and they're champions, and they're contenders. This young lady um, is very good at smiling on Instagram and securing a sponsor to pay for literally everything she does. She gets a good truck but has less than mediocre finishes and still gets constant rides. But let's be fair and say mostly because she's a woman. I mean... Well, she brings money to it. Yeah, it's money. And and, she's a woman. Yeah. We can't just ignore that fact. That's a fact. Good for her for being a media marketing machine because she can figure that stuff out. But come on. This is racing. It's a a proven... um, Results... This is like the third... This is the third week in a row out of three... Where there, where there's not like, at, at least one asshole comment by some uh, paid driver. I swear to God, it's like Ty Gibbs at Daytona. I uh, did he have a bad comment or was it yeah, Noah he was, Gregson? Uh, Noah Gregson at da- at Daytona. Uh, what was where the last? Where was he? Where were we last Homestead? week? Homestead. Yeah, Homestead. Yeah, he had some asshole comment. Yeah, and now and now we got this one. It's all these rich kids who don't know how to Seriously. turn a wrench who. NASCAR has an image comments. problem, man or woman. Mike it's Joyce, an image problem. Mike Joyce said it best. Oh, I love that tweet. I should have brought that tweet up, but I didn't. It was just off the top of my head. He basically said these rich kids, yeah, they pay for rides, but they don't know how to turn a bolt. And they don't appreciate what it takes to put the trucks, cars, whatever on the track. They're just, you know, hop in and drive, and they're assholes, and they say stupid shit because daddy will pay for it. I for mean, them. Mike Joyce is a diplomatic, is... is Anybody. He's probably the most. He's not known for being a controversial uh, announcer whatsoever. I mean, he's definitely the most down the middle, straight as an arrow, and uh, he's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. But for him to say something, that's saying something. That's saying something. Okay. That that should carry a lot of weight. Yeah. And also, he and knows what he's talking so about. Miss Decker, I appreciate. What the fuck? 
What is that? Everything crashed. Zoom crashed. Zoom crashed. Did the, did the audio crash? Uh. Okay. That's not good. Well, at least we got a podcast. <laughs> Should we wait for Phil? Um. Should I hit pause? Pause it for my fault this time. So, um. Boring. I'm glad you're all bo- <laughs> boring. Bearing oh, with us. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sid. Um, that was not my fault this time, so. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's. I don't have Jesse's internet. Mine just dies. <laughs> Anybody else remember that? It was the most horrible sound ever, and you couldn't keep it quiet. User disconnected. Yeah, that too. Not so them offline, and they get out of you. Yeah, we're full of all sorts of problems today. I don't know what the problem. I, I, you can't catch me, gay thoughts. <laughs> I think we just gotta sage the house or something, because there's all sorts of evil spirits in here. So anyway, I wanted to wrap up that by saying, Miss Decker. I understand that you are a media machine and that you are very good at smiling on Instagram and uh, you're very good at drawing attention and money and sponsorship to yourself and that's all necessary in racing and I applaud you for your efforts. But please, don't get excited. You did something that, yes, a woman has never done but probably will overdo at some point. Uh, Give Haley Deegan a few moments and she'll probably do it. Um, But please, calm down with the 27th place average finish, okay? Just... You want equality, you got it. If it was a, it, let's be fair, let's be fair. If it was a man asking for attention who had a 27th place average finish, I would probably be saying the same thing. It's like, shut up. I'd probably be a lot less nice, though. Phil, what were you saying? It, it cut out for a second. Yeah, because we lost internet, obviously. Oh, it, if you're going to brag about something, then show us more. Mm. Especially again. on Instagram. Again. Or maybe. maybe Maybe, oh, what, what is that other one? OnlyFans. <laughs> Probably make a lot more money. Please. They could sponsor a truck, right? <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> That's NASCAR a self-paid like, ride. NASCAR. Where's your video, Brent? I'm there. I can't see you. This is not good podcast material. <laughs> I see four participants, but I can only see, I can only see Phil. I can see me. I can I can't see you, but whatever. I can see you. Just my eyes. I'm irrelevant anyway. So I'm just gonna keep moving on. So in that truck race, why don't we just transition to the actual truck race instead of the comments about people trying to drive the truck race? Um, John Hunter Nemechek won uh, Friday night. The race was an absolute wreck fest, and I fell asleep 12 laps from the end because they started it too late, and I had to work on Saturday. Thoughts? <laughs> I didn't watch most of it, but my thoughts are that it's actually going to be interesting to see what's going to happen like in the future because uh, John Hunter Nemechek uh, winning the race, he wanted to be in Kyle Busch equipment so that he could be up front and win races. It didn't matter what class he was going to be in. He wanted to be in good equipment. So I'm, I'm, just, look, I'm just wondering, what. okay, so that's part one of your plan a little bit. So I'm just curious to see what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know. So I thought, okay, well, hey, it may have worked out for you. Who knows? It's pretty much what I said he was going to do. So you could sit interesting. in a, very you could, good. You could sit in the front row motorsports car, which, let's be fair, he's 
might be kicking himself for after Daytona. Uh, and Michael McDowell finishing top 10 pretty much every single race this year. <laughs> but he wanted to come back and rebuild his portfolio to show a lot more wins in good equipment and maybe attract sponsors that could take him further. You know what I mean? Maybe this was a bigger step for him to come back and, you know, attach sponsors to him so that he can just keep going up. You know it, what I mean? It's an interesting dynamic because yeah. not many people go down a division in order to work back up into better equipment. So I'm curious to see if it's going to work out for him. Mark really Martin is. did it, but not by choice. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, definitely not by choice. Especially in today's economy and yeah. whatever world. So, yeah. yeah. I've always thought that John Hunter has a ton of talent. He kind of he reminds me of a refined Buckshot Jones. When he first came in, he was, he was a great compliment. <laughs> That's not a compliment. He has been. He was in the, when he was checking equipment back in the day when he first started. Yeah. And he was like a dot without feathers when he started, but he's got better and better and better. And I always say to everybody that talks shit about Kyle Bush running in the truck races or Xfinity races, he is the perfect measuring stick. For all these young kids that think they got it to go up against, yeah. and John John Hunter just flat out drove him the last run of that race. He absolutely yeah. did. Well, he proved it right there. Not many people get to beat Kyle Busch in a lower division. So, speaking of Kyle Busch, that's why I like, I like Kyle Busch being in the lower races sometimes because it is a chance to see where the back up. Speaking of Kyle Busch, how'd you like his um, intentional spin? I didn't watch that. We all know what it was. We're racers. Nope. <laughs> I know that if nope. I have a flat tire and I want to do an intentional spin, I'll hit the gas and hold the wheel straight exactly like he did and let the thing just turn around. He never moved his hands. He never tried to save it. His hands were straight. No. He never turned to the left. He just kept the wheel straight and oh. just let that flat tire spin him around and get a caution. So he made it look pretty good, huh? Oh, he made it look perfect. But... They have in-car cameras, so whatever. He never moved his hands to make it look like Race directors don't own. know how to drive race cars, you know. We all know that. <laughs> Most of them. Most of them are failed race car drivers. So. Most of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I would have done the same damn thing if I was in his position. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I would have just nailed the throttle and spun that thing around, like, I'll get a caution and get tires and come back out. Yeah. I would have done the funny. same thing. I remember, I remember Bruce Thomas Jr. trying to do that in a in a late model race down at the Speed Bowl a long time ago. I saw him have a flat tire, and uh, and then I saw him coming down across the track right in front of my nose, and I just missed him so that he wouldn't hit me. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry, but I tried to spin out across your nose so that, you know, it could give me a caution. <laughs> you screwed him. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I, unintentionally, I ended up ruining his plan in order to – Get it again and well, get you his tire repaired, you know. Well, but you don't want to fold your right front in. Well, I mean, I, mean, I just missed geez, him, you know. So whatever, you know. <laughs> again, if I was in this situation, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, I wouldn't want to. Well, yeah, yeah, guys have done it, you know. Let's I mean, and try to make it look good. Oh, know? one last thing about the truck race. Um, there was a very hard wreck with Connor Daly in the Nice Motorsports truck. God, that looked like it hurt. He posted a picture on his uh, Instagram or Twitter. I think it was his Twitter. Uh, he had no shirt on, but you could see his back, and he had all that sports tape all over his back. 
guess he had to go to the chiropractor because he got all tweaked up after that one. He's like, oh, that was a pretty hard hit. I had to hit the doctor's office this morning and get straightened back out. Um, cool. he, he admits it fully that he, a little bit inexperienced, obviously, in the trucks, and he'd never felt any kind of air movement over his truck like that before. So he just, it, he said it felt like somebody just pushed him around because there was no air on the spoiler. Yeah, usually. So he, he owned it completely. And he's like, usually he's an open wheel guy, I believe. Right? Yeah, he's an IndyCar driver. Yes, yeah, so they're not used to side drafting and, and that form of thing. Yeah, so tough, tough hit. And I hate seeing the Nice Motorsports trucks get torn up because I, I like Al Nice. He's, uh, he's really good for the sport. He's kind of like one of the Matt Colleague guys. They're good for the sport, and I like them. Speaking of Matt Colleague. A.J. Allmendinger picked up the win on the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. Uh, I think that's only like his... I'm sorry, I spoke over you. What was that? He said, ask me why I'm not shocked. Why aren't you shocked? I, I just expect them to win a lot more races this year. I mean, it was... I was saying it for like two years. I said, put A.J. in your car full time. You need the experienced guy to go out there and win races like he just did to put himself in the playoffs and to grow the team and whatever brands come attached to it. You need him. You need him. And he proved it. He proved that you need him. Yeah. You need an elder statesman somebody who knows the cars in and out. Yeah. Somebody with a lot of experience and that can give you some positive feedback and work with your, with your crew and your drivers and build the company up. I will and say he's a great, and he's has, Plenty of on-air talent, so he's doing really well in the booth and whatnot, uh, being a commentator. So that's going to help him to help the team attract more sponsorship because of his connections to corporate America and television. Yeah, NASCAR needs ownership like Matt Colleague to continue the brand on. I know they were talking to Justin Marks with his track house program. He says they have plans on being in NASCAR for a long period of time. That's nice to hear. Uh, I know BJ McLeod has a fledgling effort that's looking to go cup with uh, Matt Tift's involvement next year with the new car. I mean, again, this I, I'm kind of transitioning into this new car and the new dynamic and the new economy uh, of the of the Cup Series. But you're looking at these guys, the Al Nieces, the Matt Colleagues, the Justin Marks's. You're looking at all these guys to be successful in these lower tiers so that they can increase their involvement and increase their uh, spending through sponsorship programs and investments and such so that they can move up to the Cup Series and be successful and be another team that expands into their premier division and maybe even continue in their Xfinity Series as well. I mean, we look at Cup Series teams and they all – well, for the most part, have some sort of involvement in the lower tier divisions. I mean, you look at RCR, they have a at least one to two sometimes cars in the Xfinity Series. You look at uh, Joe Gibbs, they have all three, really. I think they have three cars in the I mean, Xfinity the Series. The Cowboy Shepherds are definitely part of Joe Gibbs. I don't care who he is. Yeah, Toyota Racing Development has always been very tight knit with everything in their technology and information. And so, yeah, we could yeah. go into Toyota and how they don't have a lot of cars in the cup series because they gave too much attention to one team and not everybody else. But I mean, we've already probably touched on that, but uh, they're looking to expand as well. I think you're going to see a lot of teams again, come into the cup series, but also not just that go to Toyota. So because of the uh, expanded efforts of TRD for uh, team support. So also 
did you watch AJ's uh, Victory Lane speech? Yeah. It, you know in the Emmys when you're taking too long or the Oscars when you're taking too long and you got the music that they're just playing to wrap it up? <laughs> I had that playing in my head as he was going. I swear to God, his Victory Lane or Front Stretch interview was like 10 minutes long. I'm like, he's still talking? Well, <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's an old pro at television. Usually they give you the 30-second signal to wrap up your final thoughts and everything. I've, so he probably didn't have a producer or somebody to give him that wrap it up sign. Yeah, you know, he had... We're uh, out in 30. Who was, who was the cup, so. or who was the driver who does, does it... Uh, who was the driver who does those interviews? I don't think it was Jamie Little. Was it somebody else? Who was it? Was it Regan Smith that did it? It might have been Regan Smith. He was probably just sitting there with the microphone out going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he probably just is listening to him talking, and the director's probably saying, wrap it up, wrap it up. And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not listening. <laughs> no, I appreciate him talking, though, because, he, you know, it's not like he sat there and babbled like a high schooler trying to give a speech and saying the same thing 15 times in different cycles just to make it pad out for a little bit longer. Or, or a low-dollar podcast that's done in somebody's living room. No, it's my office. Your office, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where I just keep repeating myself over and over like I just did right now. Did you notice that? Um, no, it's it was good. I I appreciate A.J. Allmendinger's enthusiasm. You know, it's I wouldn't say he's a young guy in the sport, but God damn it, he drives like one. And uh, You fight like an older man. Nothing <laughs> held back. <laughs> Nothing left to lose. So yeah, I no, I appreciate his vigor and his uh, enthusiasm. I think it rubs off on a lot of the different drivers in that series. And again, he's creating a yardstick, and what you need is guys like that in lower divisions. Is that the title of this episode? The yardstick. The yardstick. It's probably gonna be, or we are terrible. How about so Snuffle on that one? I want. I vote for Snuffleupagus. We are not touching that one. Um, I'd want to. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Hi, Phil. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so we might as well speak of redemption here because Kyle Larson won the Cup Series race at Las Vegas, his fourth race back in NASCAR for Rick Hendrick, his seventh career win. They say it's his first on a mile and a half, but I think that's in the Cup Series. I'm pretty sure he's won in Xfinity a few times on it, on, at least at Las Vegas once, right? Um Chip Ganassi himself tweeted a very nice congratulatory message to him and a welcome back to NASCAR. Hashtag I like winners, um, it, which was very nice to see. But the problem is, is you see these idiots on the Internet saying, well, we shouldn't have fired him. It wasn't his choice to fire him. It was either get rid of him or the sponsors pull all their money away from the team. <laughs> kind of had to. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. The, uh, it's just- it was a strictly a business decision. It was like a mafia business decision. It's only business. It, it, it's called a hostile takeover, basically. Yeah. And I mean, he's off. I, heard what he said. I mean, what do you expect the guy to do? Say, no, I'm going to yeah. stand behind my driver, and then he's running a car on his own dime. And then his car will be sponsored by Racing Stripes. Right. It'll be sponsored oh, by yeah. Wall Paint. Yeah. What'd you say, Phil? Only Rick Hendrick can do that, run it on his own dime. Yeah, but he's got the businesses behind his own time to, to be able to a afford. A little more diversified. Yeah. But he did win. Yeah, I agree, Phil. He, 
Kyle did win with a throwback scheme to Ricky Hendrick. And the sponsor, I think, was also a throwback with the HendrickCars.com. No free ads. Uh, but it was pretty special to see that car in victory lane again. I know the number five probably has the most history for Rick Hendrick. Uh, that was, a, I think that was the first one with Mr. Bodine. Yeah, I was going to say Bodine, but I didn't want to like step on that one. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. nope, there's another guy for like one month before Bodine. I'm like, no, no, no. I just wanted to get it right. But yeah, that's, that was the, the fastest any new driver for Hendrick has won a race too. Is it? Fourth race, I think the closest person after him was seven races. Was that Gordon? Um, or Jimmy I Johnson? Remember. I just saw it earlier on NASCAR.com. I think Jimmy won in his second year, didn't he? I'm not sure. I don't even remember. Yeah, he wanted like his 40th start or something. Hmm. Yeah, I think it took Jimmy a, a, like a, at least one season to get a win. Welcome to another edition of We Get Our Stats All Wrong. Welcome to another edition of We Speculate More Than We uh, Research. Because we do everything off the cuff. We don't actually look things up. We don't have a statistician on staff either because we can't afford it. I don't think they want the 20 bucks I've made in ad revenue yet so far over the last year and a half. But so far, yeah. But yeah, that's a very, very, qu- yeah, I would imagine that would be the quickest that a Hendrick Harvard's one. I have it in front of me. It was uh, Larson in four races, then Terry Labonte in seven. Oh, wow. Uh then Jeff Bodine was in eight. Uh, Martin was in eight. Casey Mears was in twelve. I mean, I could go wow. on, but yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot. You know, Terry Labonte and Mark Martin came later in their careers and did you know very well. Yeah, I forgot Mark Martin ran for Hendrick late in his career, and yeah. then you forget Casey Mears ran for him. It's like wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to put this out there while we're speaking about Las Vegas. I hate it. When the media members use gambling cliches with Las Vegas, we get it. Las Vegas has gambling. I get it. Okay. But let's be fair. But you know what? There's no uh, all-you-can-eat buffet at four in the morning cliche that goes good with Las Vegas. Kyle Larson stuffed himself silly on wins at the all-you-can-eat buffet at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. (laughs) No, it's not good. Doesn't sound great. So it's like... Kyle Larson rolls the dice and wins at Las Vegas. No, he didn't roll the dice. He dominated all day. They didn't win on freaking strategy. They dominated. They didn't roll the dice on anything, for God's sakes. Come on, guys. You're just lazy. Just say Kyle Larson dominates Las Vegas. I'd have been fine with it. Kyle Larson (laughs) says, Daka Shane, Wayne Newton at Las Vegas. I thought thought Wayne Newton would have been a Reno guy. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Wayne (laughs) Poor Wayne Newton. Is he still alive? Not inside. <laughs> or no. Uh, wait, I was thinking Carson City. Maybe not that. No, that's not it. Um, oh, what's the other one? Yeah, Reno. No, the other one for old people. Lake Tahoe? No. Um, Bronson, Branson, Missouri. There oh, you go. Jesus. <laughs> Dollywood? Uh, Atlantic no. City? No. <laughs> no, that's where the meth people live. That's where the hookers and vampires live. Oh, Atlantic City? Ugh. Yeah, I didn't go in there, that place. No, thank you. I don't think I have any other takeaways from Las Vegas other than cliches and other nonsense. Anything else that piss you off? Uh, I thought that race was actually really good race. For once, yeah. Um, I don't like the package. I didn't hate the race. But I didn't hate it. Honestly, I will be honest. 
cracks the package works at. Yeah. I hate the fact that they're flat footing it practically all the way around the track and it's just like how many more you wanna yeah. put traction control on next? You wanna you wanna put paddle shifters in the gearbox next? They got they got uh, you got enough driver aids coming. <laughs> coming. Well, they got sequential shift put coming. Wheels on. What one lug nut? Yeah, one lug nut, eighteen inch wheels, a diffuser. Anything else? What are we doing all that? Well, that's what's coming next year. So yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, it's every little bit, every little bit is just another step away from from what you know is. Uh, meaning to the fan or whatever but, you know but, I'll this, up. this is an argument that i've had with a couple of people we call it stock car racing and this could be another topic for another day but do stock cars come with 15 inch wheels anymore nope this is true not even the spare they don't even come with spares do they <laughs> this is true are there that come from the factory that have diffusers on them there are plenty those are to are keep, cars the, those are to keep the engine warm. I'm sorry, Phil. Jesse stepped on you. What did you oh, say? I'm sorry, Phil. Are there cars that come from the factory with hybrid technology, one lug nut, stuff like that? Independent rear suspension. Yep. It's a lug boxes. What cars come from the factory with one lug nut? stock car thing, but the purists don't want it now. Well, They've the been trying to... We got away from stock cars, so now we're going back towards stock cars, and they're crying, "Don't, don't do it! Don't take away my beloved not stock cars." I'll give them this though. What has one lug nut? A lot of the Porsches do, like the sporty. This Porsches isn't Porsche racing. Car. They are factory, but they're not. Yeah, I know. I get it. But <laughs> the problem is, is they went to the one lug nut because the wheels that they're going to be using are a lot more durable for what their tr- their intentions are, but they can't get the lug like holes you can't get a gun in there you'd have to go like this and individually insert to each hole and take it out like you got really shitty rims on your car that's the only way they could make it work and what stock car has a diffuser um new supra has one camaro the zl1 uh, zl1 corvette zl1 camaro uh supra. some of the mustangs okay pretty sure the supra has one i said that four times but <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, some of the sporty cars okay. have diffusers built into them now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's there. Oh, right. Independent rear. That's there's, there. there's a mind-blowing stat that I heard, too, about the lug nut deal. That it's going to save each team about forty to $50,000 a year in lug nuts. Yeah, because they're one use only. They use them and then sweep them to the other side of the pit road and leave them there. This is true. Yeah. And they probably use titanium ones or some shit. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's all kinds of... Like, I love the new car, and we can talk about it on another show, but I think that new car is going to be really good for this point. We're going to have to pull up a lot of info that we've got. Well, I know. I want to know when they're testing it next and what they're testing. I, I, I'm interested. I'm really interested to see what it's going to be I don't be care. About. As long as you get away from the term arrow loose or arrow push, I don't really give a shit what it really looks like. I'm sorry. But, but we'll, we'll see if a friend of ours that we uh, went to New Hampshire with can uh, come on the show. Yeah, we should give him a call, see if he'll come on and give us a, a little insight. We won't yeah. we won't give names or anything, obviously, yet, but um, well, that would be a, a really useful insight, not just for us, but for the listeners, too. We could see if we could get him to come on. Yeah, don't want to hear arrow loose or arrow push. Get rid of that. I don't care what they look like. Just don't do it. I don't want that anymore. 
And everybody's tired of it. You know what's funny is the last thing they're bitching about people who are watching the tests for bitching about the body. It's ugly, it's ugly. It's a generic body. They don't have a, a manufacturer specific body right now. It's a common template. They all it's, look Yeah, they're gonna come out with it later. Just give them a goddamn break. Shut the hell up. Let them do the testing for yeah. God's sakes. It's like bitching that they don't have paint schemes when they go to Daytona preseason testing. Shut up. It's irrelevant. Hey, before you go, do you want to talk about the SRX car debuts today? That did get debuted today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And our buddy Lester Rose, Les Rose, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Oh, Christ, he'll slap me. What? Les Rose posted a picture of it. It does look exactly like an F40 Ferrari. As soon as I saw that, I just like, holy shit. It looks exactly like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was kind of an interesting concept. It looks cool. I like it. I like the car a lot. I hate orange. It It looks like a short track car. (laughs) Sorry. Ogie Oglethorpe disagrees. They had um, Kenny Schrader testing it at Caraway today. I'm pretty sure it was Caraway. Yes. Oh, the boy's texting me. That's our, phone's plugged in. That's our cue to wrap up. The, oh, by the way, uh, does anybody? Yeah, I'm excited to see the SRX cards. They're coming to Stafford in June, I want to say. June 6th, I think. Go check out StaffordSpeedway.com for their I know details. I should take before the 50% uh, capacity increase. So I don't know if they're going to have any more tickets on sale, but I would uh, definitely, if you're interested in going to that, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out, people. It, it, it's coming. This year, it's going to be really cool. A lot of awesome drivers coming to that, and they're going to be there. Really cool show. Yeah, I'm very interested to see it because you know one show that you know what show I really missed back in the day was Fastmasters. That was if cool. It's anything like that, I'm definitely can't wait to watch it. Except they're so not going to be wrecking half million dollar Jaguars every time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kids, Google Fastmasters. It was an ESPN show. With Jaguar, and they used to bring out Jaguar XJ 220s and had these old guys, old three racers. Three quarters of them. a million dollar. Yeah, cars. they were like five hundred to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar cars. These guys would wad them up. It was amazing. No wonder it went under, but it was fucking cool. Um. Anyway, does okay. Last point. Uh, does anybody want to talk about Formula One lineups this year? Absolutely not, Phil. Pay attention. Okay, we'll move on then. So you can find this show. It wasn't on any... worth repeating. <laughs> So you can find- watch I love them. You can find this show on any major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Sid's View. Is that right, Sid? Give me a nod. Okay, good. You can also go check out SpeedBowlHistory.com if you're into stats and stuff, and uh, VaultProductions.com for all your video production needs. Uh, you can see us on, well, you can find me on Instagram at BrankGleason01 and on Twitter at the same handle. My son's here. That means the show is definitely ending. There he is. Uh, sorry, YouTube audience, for seeing up his nose. I apologize. Get the you can find right. Phil at PJakesRacing, P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S Racing, at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Jesse somewhere, wherever my kid is. I don't know where he's going to be. Yes. 
Roger, let Jesse finish his thing real quick. Oh, I'm at uh, Facebook.com slash uh, insert funny line here. Okay, and that's at gab.com at blah. All right, Raji, how do we end this show? Peter's and Osiris, thank you for listening. Okay, if you missed that, he said keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Jesus, I apologize, YouTube audience.